Hello, and welcome to another installment of Living in the Sprawl, Southern California's most adventurous podcast. I am, as always, your humble host and correspondent. My name is John Steinberg, joined in tandem by my lovely and immensely talented producer slash my wife. Her name is Lisa Steinberg. We are the team here at Sprawl Enterprises, ready to bring you yet another exciting foray into the vast, expansive terrain that we have lovingly dubbed the Sprawl. On the show today, we take the action to the airwaves, specifically terrestrial radio. Now, Southern California has a long and indeed a rather illustrious history with the music found on all of its radio stations. Whether the genre in question be oldies, rock, hip-hop, adult contemporary, jazz, whatever your passion may happen to be, Southern California's terrestrial radio has you covered. We've long passed the days where payola was a big deal, and artists were pining to be included as part of a top 40 countdown. And yet, terrestrial radio, the music radio stations that Southern California just basically has in its back pocket, still have an outsized impact on the overall musical landscape in the United States. There was this photograph which adorned the hallways in the house where my father grew up. In it, dad is about 13 years old, and his two brothers are roughly 10 and probably 7. They are clutching microphones, wearing wrap-around-the-ears headphones, and each of them is holding on to a crisp $20 bill. The photograph was taken in the 1960s, and it served as an early Christmas card, a practice that my grandfather really loved selecting themes for, tying in current events with his family. And for this occasion, he had turned his attention to the payola scandals which plagued Southern California radio in the 1960s. See, back then it was a pay-to-play thing. The more times your record got spinned on the radio, the better life would become. You'd experience an increase in your fan base, better venues to tour. In short, having a song played on terrestrial radio was your entry point into the wonderful world of contemporary musical stardom. I think about that picture hanging at my grandparents' house, the payola scandal of the 1960s, and where things are as we look into the future a bit. Though no longer prisoner of the record companies, an artist's rise or fall still has a relationship with conventional radio. XM Sirius... Of course, free podcasts like the one you may happen to be listening to at the moment. Streaming radio, Apple Music, Amazon Radio, Spotify, SoundCloud. The options are in no thing. 
close to short supply, and yet the voice of Ryan Seacrest, or a quick segment featuring hip-hop's grand ambassador big boy, and you might reasonably believe that things haven't evolved as much as they actually have. In the past, in the future, in the present, California's relationship with terrestrial radio is strong, serious, and seriously worth discussing. And that's why we are recounting our selections for the 10 indispensable radio stations that you've got to check out in Southern California. At number 10, Mega 96.3. With the ascent of artists like Bad Bunny, Latin-based music is, without question, on the rise. For fans of the increasingly popular genre, look no further for top-notch reggaeton, party-smashing, body-thumping tracks that you'll find on Mega. There are a plethora of Latin-themed stations ranging in style from those that play artists like Jenny Rivera to the ones that specialize in more dancehall-oriented tunes that might reasonably be emanating from the speakers inside Dominic Toretto's vehicle during a car chase in one of the Fast and Furious movies. Catering to all those that love to get down, get busy, and get the most out of their reggaeton experience, look no further than Mega 96.3. At number 9, KYSR 98.7, also known as Alt 98.7. So here we get into a bit of what will become a reoccurring theme. Radio station begins its life cycle roughly 50 years ago with one type of format, and then as the decades pass by, programming shifts a bit, the music starts to change, the mission statement of the business is altered, and before you know it, you've got a station that technically has been around for quite some time, which has virtually nothing to do with the format that once held favor in the company. This is very much the case with 98.7. Now I remember Star 98.7 growing up as a child of Southern California in the 1990s. They would always play your Cheryl Crows, your Sean Colvins, Sarah McLaughlin's. I guess I'm just saying a lot of artists that happened to appear at Lilith Fair. But they would also play Counting Crows, Live, Somewhere in between Metallica and John Tesh was where Star 98.7 seemed to operate. But as of this recording, they've wrested control over the alternative rock market away from forever stalwart KROQ 106.7. They put on an annual Alter Ego concert that rivals anything K-Rock has produced in the last 20 years. This is where Ryan Seacrest got his start. The station has, technically, as indicated, been around for multiple decades. But even now, 
60 years into its life cycle, 98.7 is still very much figuring things out. But it's entertaining all of us while doing so. And that's why it had to appear right here at number nine on our list of the quintessential Southern California radio stations. At number eight, K-Big 104.3. Another example of that institutional trend where 104.3 used to be one thing, then it became another, and then all of a sudden it even became another after that. And now we are where we are. 104.3 caters in large measure to those looking to take themselves out of the grind with a drive-time commute crowd firmly in mind. The station plays a bit of easy listening type stuff, some adult contemporary, some smooth music, which that's another thing. Words like smooth get tossed around in this conversation, and it's a little bit unclear what they actually mean. Smooth jazz, smooth rock, everything seems to be smooth. And who in what world decided that smooth had any merit on how we can categorize music? I don't know, that's another conversation for another day. But what I do know is that those yearning to at least temporarily mentally escape from the pitfalls of the sprawl commute, that is why the programming has been selected as it appears on 104.3 Big. And number seven, KLOS 95.5. One of the classic quintessential stations that you got to know about. This is where we get a lot of the old school classic rock type stuff. If you want Black Sabbath, Bob Seger, Bob Dylan, if your uncle, father, or for our younger listeners, grandfather was into it in the 1960s, chances are you will be able to hear it on KLOS 95.5. When we think about bands such as Jefferson Airplane, artists like Janis Joplin and The Doors, the monumental impact that their relatively brief moment in the sun was to create seems to have no expiration date. As time continues marching forward and those songs get older and older, they seem to avoid being lumped in with quote-unquote oldies. There's still a subversive veneer to artists like The Kinks, Jimi Hendrix, and of course, The Beatles. And KLOS is the best place to visit some old friends. Familiar songs, you're probably going to know most of the words. There to get you through your challenging afternoons and sluggish mornings. KLOS 95.5 is a godsend to millions of men over the age of 45. At number six, 94.7, The Wave. As my wife just put it, her kind of music. The type of stuff that prevents road rage incidents from taking place somewhere on the 210 freeway. They play 
Oh, one might reasonably state happy music. Stuff that puts people in a decidedly better mood. We're not jamming out to Pantera drum solos here, nor are we grooving to the sounds of Dr. Dre's immortal album, The Chronic. No, we are rolling out the easy listening, smooth as silk stuff that makes people yearn to spend a brilliant Saturday over at the beach. Competing with a host of other stations, The Wave has maintained a large share of public interest as they consistently play songs from artists like Tony Braxton, Babyface, En Vogue, and TLC. Helping you get through your lousy Wednesday. I'm just kidding. Although they really will. It's The Wave. At number five, K-Day 93.5. One of the original classic, it's so funny to think of any version of hip-hop as now quote-unquote classic, but this is where we get to hear quote-unquote old-school classic hip-hop. This one's been referenced by the likes of Dr. Dre and his ilk on a multitude of occasions. SoCal's first hip-hop station. Now, this is another one of those that's been around since the 1960s, but when the station morphed into a hip-hop outlet, they really came into their own. K-Day veered away from that tried-and-true old-school hip-hop format for a good 15 years, only to mercifully bring things back into the hip-hop fold in the early aughts. Bumping out Curtis Blow and KRS-One, it's hip-hop that will probably make even fans of Migos begin head-bobbing. At number four, 106.7 K-R-O-Q-K Rock. The station with which your humble hosted correspondent is easily the most familiar. They have been around for decades now, but really hit their stride in the 1980s. Rodney Bingenheimer's dalliance with New Wave and early versions of punk rock mainstays, bands such as X, Bad Religion, Social Distortion, those propelled K-Rock to the forefront of mainstream music all the way up until, oh, about eight or nine years ago. The 1990s saw K-Rock assume the mantle of most important music station in Los Angeles. Grunge was king. Bands like the Chili Peppers, Smashing Pumpkins, Nirvana, and Pearl Jam were all selling millions and millions of copies. K-Rock's iconic summer festival, the Weenie Roast, and their winter wonderland, the Acoustic Christmas, were both mainstays on any rock fan's concert calendar for many, many years. Personalities like Jimmy Kimmel, Adam Carolla, Dr. Drew, Kevin and Bean, Ralph Garman, they all got a ton of exposure in their duties on K-Rock. 
Jimmy Kimmel began as the sports guy. Adam Carolla got his start by actually becoming Jimmy Kimmel's boxing trainer through a relationship with people at K-Rock. And then that sent him on to Loveline, where he worked with Dr. Drew. There's a long, loaded history of important personalities that still dominate the entertainment industry. K-Rock's run at the top may have come to an end with the ascent of electronic, dubstep, hip-hop, and further permutations of pop music. But if one wanted to write one of those crazy 1,300-page oral histories of its history, K-Rock has one hell of a story to tell. On a personal level, it kind of makes me sad that I couldn't put K-Rock any higher on this list. But as I said, the alt-rock movement seems to have ground to a halt in the United States. So, alas, 106.7 cannot be in the top three. But it has a remarkable history and is more than worthy of being included on a list like this. And number three, Coast 103.5. Now this is the epitome of smooth, easy listening. Think mom's had a stressful day. She has just picked up your brother or sister from school. They're throwing a fit. Dad's on a five-day work trip. And all mom wants is five minutes of veritable peace and tranquility. Enter Coast 103.5. There for all your Peter Cetera-related desires, Kenny G and Michael Bolton loom large. If it's mellow and your aunt that loves to crochet would probably enjoy it, then chances are you'll find it somewhere on a Coast 103.5 playlist. Now, Ellen K who used to be on the morning show over at KISS with Rick Dees, is kind of the face, at least from a personality standpoint, of the station. As streaming creeps further and further into the footprint made by terrestrial radio, older listeners have still clearly dedicated time to check out all the new stuff on Coast 103.5. You have to think, with all that streaming that I mentioned, there are a lot of people out there not on the streaming train. And for many of them, outlets such as Coast 103.5 supply the goods. At number two, Power 106, although it's technically 105.9, where hip-hop lives. Other than Hot 97 from New York City, this is the preeminent hip-hop station in the United States. If you think about the relationship between Southern California, rap music, R&B, and the rest of the United States, it would stand to reason that Los Angeles would probably have one of the more important stations to its name. And it does, and it's this one. For many years... Big Boy's neighborhood reigned supreme in the morning, while the latest and greatest from Jay-Z, Ice Cube, Tupac, and 21 Savage all pervaded the network airways. 
This is the station that played Rough Riders Anthem on what felt like a loop during the 7 a.m. hour on my commute to middle school. This is the station that pumps California Love, that immortal two-hander from the mid-90s on consistent rotation to this day. They helped give rise to Drake and Lil Wayne, while also remaining true to the deep, extensive California hip-hop roots promoting artists like Kendrick Lamar and The Game. They also put on two wildly popular annual concerts, as we profiled on a prior episode of Living in the Sprawl, those being Cali Christmas and their summer concert spectacular powerhouse, still incredibly important, a vital cog in the musical hip-hop chain. Power 106 is easily still one of the most vital radio stations in the United States of America. And that means we have arrived at our number one spot on our list of the 10 quintessential, indispensable SoCal radio stations that you've got to check out for yourself. And of course, it had to be KISS, K-I-I-S, 102.7. Longtime home of Rick Dees, and now an even longer home of Dick Clark, surrogate Ryan Seacrest. This is where artists such as Katy Perry, Lady Gaga, in the 90s Alanis Morissette and the Spice Girls, Ricky Martin, NSYNC, the Backstreet Boys, Miley Cyrus, New Kids on the Block. This is the place for pop. Interviews featuring most of the biggest names in contemporary music. KISS 102.7 sets the standard for the rest of the nation. Operating out of permanently in the zeitgeist Los Angeles, the music industry is in Kiss's backyard. People from around the world, not just the United States, but around the world, of course, flock to Southern California, setting up shop in Los Angeles, hoping to swing a record deal and find one of their singles on rotation at a place like Kiss FM. Since the station was owned by Clear Channel, which then rebranded as iHeartRadio, the annual Jingle Ball has served as a beacon of the winter concert season. Every year, the folks at KISS compile a veritable who's who of big-time pop acts to come out and strut their stuff at the Jingle Ball. Additionally, Wango Tango is also one of the real standout events on every passing concert calendar. The most influential music station in the country, KISS 102.7, has no equal, and as such, it's more than worthy of its spot as our number one quintessential music station in Southern California.
And that's going to do it for another episode of the show. We'd like to thank everyone for their continued support of the podcast. Leave us a five-star rating and a kind review on any platform where you happen to be listening to us. That stuff really helps us out a great deal. Write us an email. The address is livinginthesprawlpodcast at gmail.com. The Instagram handle is livinginthesprawlpodcast. Check out our terrific and extraordinarily helpful and insightful website. And it's on behalf of myself. I am, as always, your humble host and correspondent. My name is John Steinberg, joined by my lovely and immensely talented producer slash my wife. Her name is Lisa Steinberg, thanking you again for listening to another episode of Living in the Sprawl, Southern California's most adventurous podcast. We'll talk again real soon.